time enough at last. Submitted for your consideration to sci-fi fans, Sean Majors and Keith Conrad. Rewatch The Twilight Zone from beginning to end. It's like something out of that Twilighty show about that zone. It may be said with a degree of assurance that not everything that meets the eye is as it appears. Case in point, the scene you're watching. This is not a hospital, not a morgue, not a mausoleum, not an undertaker's parlor of the future. What it is is the belly of a spaceship. It is en route to another planetary system, an incredible distance from the Earth. This is the crux of our story, a flight into space. It is also the story of the things that might happen to human beings who take a step beyond, unable to anticipate everything that might await them out there. Episode number 135 of The Twilight Zone was The Long Morrow. And uh, Sean, I'm sure you were paying some attention to The Twilight Zone Marathon. It was The Long Marathon because it was like four days instead of instead of three it, it was they did us right i like to think they did us right there yeah and, and they even included some jordan peele episodes just thought which i thought was cool and they they yeah <laughs> uh, aired them in black and white and and, and actually when you looked at them in black and white they kind of blended in yeah yeah that's a nice touch i like that a lot <laughs> but uh the long morrow um i got some problems with this episode sean i, um, I mean first of all um Let's just let's just throw this out out there uh, right right at the beginning. Um, if we learned anything from the last four presidencies, it's that no one wants to do anything with NASA that's going to happen after they leave office. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. So who in the world is signing up to say, yeah, let's do this forty year mission? <laughs> I guess it's. Um... It's a uh, commander Stansfield because man, that guy, like the, uh, his, his stage on earth, uh, probably was not, uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know how you can give that up personally. Um, I guess to be the one man who goes into space for 40 years, but we'll see uh, yeah, but I mean, I'm, I'm just thinking who in the white house is signing off on that, knowing that, uh, you know, that 10 predecessors down the line, you know, you know, no, they're not going to get any credit for it. They don't. They don't care. Maybe. Uh, yeah. I mean, even if you're like, let's say Pete Buttigieg. How old is Pete Buttigieg? Uh, I, I think he's forty-ish, if that. He might. He might be even younger than that. Um, you know, I I, I think even if you're not in office, you're still probably not going to live to see the. Uh, he's exactly forty, so he would be eighty by the time Commander Stansfield gets back. Yeah, if he were president, one day. Well, well, and he'd have to be president now, having, having right now go on the mission now. <laughs> and and yeah. he's not he's not president yet. He's 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 Secretary of Transportation, which for a while there was the job you stashed the guy from the other party. Yeah, for, like we don't we don't really care about this, even though like the government like specifically you'd think transportation they should be take it that seriously but it was always it was always where they stashed the person from the other party that they that they decided they had to have in the the cabinet oh yeah oh yeah and uh of course army secretary is always a favorite when uh a democratic president so yeah um but uh you know so he's not he's not quite president yet although i mean transportation secretary 
it, it seems like in a future world, a flying to space should be a part of what the transportation go. secretary does. <laughs> Um, but 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 yeah, to to your point, uh, well, I mean, we are actually on a pretty good run of president, you know, like ex presidents living for a long time. True, very true. Because I don't know now how. at this point, if you don't make it to at least ninety, you're a cheese Danish. I mean, <laughs> that's I, very I, true. That's very true. I, I'm not sure how long Jimmy Carter's going to be sticking around, but they wrote him off like three times already. Oh my gosh! I mean, I guess when you you know have the best healthcare in the world, it, it sets you up for a couple decades. Pro- probably, yeah. They uh, got they have access to that mysterious serum. <laughs> yes. Um. So uh, the the story centers around Commander Doug Stansfield. Um, he's an astronaut from the far flung future of 1987. <laughs> Um, I believe I was in kindergarten at the time. Yeah, um, yeah, I was around there. He's uh, he's sent on a, and a he's sent on a mission to a planet 141 light years from Earth, and it's supposed to take 20 years to get there and 20 years to get back. Oh, Which, this by is the, the way, <laughs> this is your problem, that, isn't it? <laughs> that's a bit of a problem because that's like <laughs> seven times the speed of light, and unless physics completely changes uh beyond what we uh what we know at this point you can't go faster than the speed of light so it shouldn't take 20 years each way it should take well, 141 years each way you're forgetting keith this is not 1964 where we haven't beaten the speed of light this is 1987 where we almost assuredly will definitely probably not definitely not be <laughs> find out a way to travel faster than the speed of light I, I was about to say, wasn't Einstein alive to tell them? That, you know, <laughs> no, I, Einstein. Einstein passed away in the in the fifties, so he was he was already gone by then. So they they were already was, ignoring what Einstein had taught us. He'd be flipping through the channels, just saying, "Well, this is bullshit." <laughs> he would. Now, now here's here's another problem with this with this thing. So you're in the you're in the far flung uh, future of 1987. <clears throat> And somehow in like the 25 years since the Twilight Zone episode is airing and 1987, you yeah. figured out a way to travel seven times the speed of light. <laughs> However. So obviously there's a lot of uh, th- 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 there's a lot of technological advancement going on because, you know, when you're in the 60s, you're like, hey, we only learned how to fly in 1903 and we already you know, are sending people to the moon. So who knows what we're going to accomplish over the next 40, 50 years. So why would you send somebody on a, uh, on a, on a mission knowing that like, you're going to figure out a faster way to get there anyway. Oh God. I didn't even think about that. Not, not to, not to blow the ending of this uh, episode, but, <laughs> it, but it seems like that that's like, at the end of the yeah. day, like it, it's like, oh yeah, that that was an obvious one. We probably should just wait it until there was a faster way to get there because now who knows maybe the only way that this makes sense is if Stansfield is not. By the way, listeners, Keith Keith still does not have his voice back, and he is no. a trooper and putting his very body on the line for for our entertainment. So thank you. Um, the only way this works is if. 
Stansfield is not the very first person to do this because maybe there's a rotating group of astronauts who go 40 years into the, not 40 years in the future, but go for, go on 40 year missions, come back, bring back the technology that allows you to travel faster than the speed of light. So maybe he's discovering that. That's the only way this makes sense. But I think that's giving this and Rod Serling, who wrote the story, too much credit. Uh, could be. And uh, by, by the way, so so this is involving a an astronaut who's sent on a mission to like the other side of the galaxy, right? Um, who wants to go on this thing because he just hates people. So basically, this is like him road testing Planet of the Apes. <laughs> If there is a Twilight Zone that centers around Keith Conrad, it's just you going back to 1964 and pointing out the plot holes to that he wrote that Rod Serling wrote. <laughs> it's like, dude, lo love your work, but but let's talk. Couple things. Yeah, couple, it'd probably couple still be. I would have lasted a lot longer than five years if you know you were a, a script a, a script consultant on it. Let, let listen. Uh, everybody has their weaknesses. Um, you know, J.J. Abrams can set up a world, but you ask him to actually tell a story in that world and things oh, just God, fall no. apart. Uh, you know, so everybody's got their weaknesses. I'm still waiting for that regarding Henry expanded universe. Oh, we all, we all are. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, Doug, he's he's set to go on this mission and, and literally like he's told, hey, it's 20 years there. You're going to you're going to go around, dig up some rocks and then come back for 20 years. Doesn't seem phased by the idea. He's just like, yeah, I, I, I like being alone anyway. So why not? And um, <clears throat> then he's uh, he's also going to be put into suspended animation. So so really, from his perspective, since he hates people and, and everything, it's actually not a bad deal because, you know, you you sleep all the way there. You dig up some rocks. You come come back, sleep all the way back. No problem. Until he uh, he meets a, a a young scientist there at uh, NASA or whatever heartless organization is sending him on this forty year mission. Department of Transportation. <clears throat> Department of Transportation with uh, Secretary <laughs> Buttigieg. Um, <laughs> so he meets Sandra Horn, which that 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 seems like a Twilight Zone sort of name. San Sandra oh, definitely. Horn. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Um, <clears throat> and. Instantly is it, despite the fact that he's never liked another human being in his life up to this point, <laughs> just becomes instantly uh, smitten with uh, with Sandra, and uh, you know they they seem to like each other uh, just fine, and he 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 likes her enough that he he decides that uh, he's in love with her, but not enough to actually abandon the mission, not enough to say, hey, you know what? I I actually realized I don't want to go on this forty year mission. Maybe have the backup. Uh, Maybe have have Skippy go in in my stead. No, he goes on the I mission anyway. I didn't think about that either. He could have just stayed home. Yeah, I mean, no one's going to second guess him. It's it's literally a forty year mission, so it seems like <laughs> you should only go on that if you're really sure you want to go on a forty year mission. Oh, now I so, have problems with this episode. You know, if you're gonna, if anybody's gonna have have a, a free pass for having some second thoughts, it seems like it would be <laughs> the guy that we're sending away for forty years. You're right. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Uh, you know, he he might he might say, you know, oh, you know, I I never turned down a mission or something. It's forty years. I think you can 
you can go ahead and, and turn that motion down. Uh, but instead, his his solution, <clears throat> instead of saying, "Hey, listen, two weeks ago I met this woman for the first time, and I've decided that I actually love her, and she's restored my faith in humanity, and now I don't want to just go away for forty years." Instead of doing that, he goes on the mission, <clears throat> and then. You know, he says his goodbyes and everything, and, uh, you know, the, they have this nice little, you know, nice little moment talking about how, uh, you know, it'll be 40 years before they come back. And Sandra says, oh, you know, I'll be the 80-year-old woman holding the welcome home sign. Yeah. You yeah, come back. I thought that was sweet. And uh, President Buttigieg will be right next to me to, to welcome <laughs> you back. He'll be 83. Ex exactly. And um, so uh, – you know, then he goes on the mission and then and then, you know, smash cut to some <laughs> bewildered officer who suddenly learns that somebody who was sent on a mission 40 years ago has come back. Oh, my God. Yeah, we lost the paperwork. We forgot about you. <laughs> this is yeah, like yeah. people, people Which, stop that's going to about... make you feel great. <laughs> people stop caring about like time capsules after a year. Like yeah. <laughs> you think somebody from like a, a like long canceled project is going to, I mean, that is commitment. That is full commitment. 40 years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, so the, the officers are shocked to find out that, uh, you know, there's somebody who's, <laughs> uh, who's been there uh, floating around in space for a while, comes back. And uh, so then we, we smash cut to uh, the, this, uh, this officer in question talking to Sandra who, by the way, looks uh, just like she uh, she, you know, looks just the way she did when uh, when he left. Yeah, because <laughs> she decided to go into suspended animation uh, at at the same time while while he was uh, while he was in space. She was in suspended animation on Earth, so that um, you know they they could they could reunite and everything and, and pick up where they left off. Which, That's by so the sweet. way, if you were going to do that. It seems like it would have been a good idea to tell him, <laughs> hey, I got this idea. I don't have anybody ar around anyway, so I'll just sleep for the next 40 years. And then when you come back, it'll be like like uh, no, no, no time passed at all. That also, would make sense. Like, you know, you you have more, ex obviously, more experience as the only married host of this podcast, of all the hosts of this podcast. Listen, um, 50% of the hosts of this podcast are married. <laughs> round it up that's all of them um but i i would imagine like it's important that you kind of feel each other out before you like pledge the rest of your life lives together or maybe make giant decisions like spending 40 years of your life in an in a suspended animation i assume that sandra horn has other family um that she has to say goodbye to because they're gonna age as she stays 25 however old she is um yeah. So I yeah I mean it's the Twilight Zone I get it but there's a lot of easy fixes to this storytelling. I, I, I mean listen, <laughs> all I'm all I'm saying is that uh, you know they they tell me I, I I'm still new at this whole being married thing. It's only been a couple of years, but but I'm told communication is important. It's and key. <laughs> this, this particular couple has completely failed that. Commander Douglas Stansfield one of the forgotten pioneers of the space age. He's been pushed aside by the flow of progress and the passage of years and the ferocious travesty of fate. Tonight's tale of the ionosphere and irony delivered from the Twilight Zone. Gabatron?